0: Internet, and welcome to another episode of Geek Anthology. So, um, hi, I'm Neil. I'm once again writing solo this week, but that's because, well, I'm recording this on a Thursday before I head out of town for the weekend. Um, we did not record last week because I had Pneumonia. I was feeling well enough to record the outro uh two weeks ago, but I was still not at a hundred percent so I'm at like ninety percent now in case anyone cares and I'm getting better, but I still got a little bit of a little bit of something still something in my lungs, but i'm doing I'm doing well. but we couldn't get together last weekend uh, to record because. Well, I was still kind of sick, and Ben had Library Con, and we had a bunch of other things, and this weekend, like I said, I'm going to be out of town, so I'm giving you another top ten. And I thought, what better sort of top ten to give give today than the top ten things to do while you are sick and home, either from school or from work or from what have you, unable to continue your sort of daily doings and goings-on. So, yeah, we're going to do that. Um, This is probably going to be a pretty short episode, but, oh well. Um, Let's see. I feel like there were some things that came up that I actually saw news-wise, and now I can't remember any of it. Let's see. Give me a moment. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah. I'm... Once again, I'm not the person who pays attention, who pays nearly enough attention to the, to, uh, to geek news. Um one thing that is worth pointing out here is that our uh friend of the show Ben Reeder is uh has had his first audiobook come out. Uh audiobook recording of The Demon's Apprentice. So if you're like me and don't get too much actual physical reading done anymore because of uh time management, but you listen to a lot of audiobooks and podcasts, maybe check that out. Hint hint. Uh, Aside from that, I don't have anything specifically because top 10s are weird. So let's go on with the list. My number 10 thing to do while you are sick. Drink orange juice mixed with ginger ale. I know it seems kind of like a silly thing to, to mention, but that's why it's number 10. Um you know, it's always important to drink plenty of fluids and people seem to think that vitamin C is good for you. So orange juice and ginger ale is good for your stomach. So it, uh, so, you know, it, it helps to settle, especially if you're, if what you're dealing with is like some sort of like, you know, stomach illness or something along those lines, you got the flu, it's making you nauseous. Ginger helps to calm the stomach and the orange juice helps to keep you hydrated and Energized because it's got plenty of sugar in it, and, um, and you know, it's, it's just one of those home remedies that really works, or at least really feels like it works. Kind of like chicken soup. Uh, so also include, eat chicken soup, especially if it's out of the can and is mostly salt, because that's the best kind of chicken soup, right? <laughs> um, also, you know, eat saltine crackers. Generally eat like someone who is sick. Eat and drink like someone who is sick, which is you know it's the sort of thing you would never do if you weren't sick but you're sick so you get to you get to get away with having bizarre eating and drinking habits. So yeah, number 10 eat and drink as though you were sick my I actually do really like ginger ale mixed with orange juice. I think it's a very tasty drink so. Uh, that was one of the things that I was drinking while I was uh, while I was dying. So yeah. Number nine. Read an entire book cover to cover. This is something that, you know, you you can do when you're not sick too. Here's the thing: most of these things you can in fact do while you're not sick, but you find yourself with because you have nothing else to do. You have yourself find yourself. With plenty of time on your hands To do whatever you want And that's great because There is something very enjoyable About just sitting down Opening a book And I'm not talking about You know a small book I'm talking about a, a, a larger book Sitting down Opening a book Starting on page one And then closing the book on page You know 500 or what have you Closing it and having read the whole thing in one sitting, only having stopped to maybe use the be- the restroom or get something to eat. There is a sense of accomplishment that can be felt with that. And it usually takes, you know, three or four or five hours for, you know, a longer book. I'm talking, you know, like... You know, li- like read read the fourth Harry Potter book in one sitting, or something like that. You know, that's that's not a that's no mean feat. I'm not talking like read War and Peace in one sitting, or Ulysses, or something along those lines. I'm not a masochist, but you know, it. And bonus points if it's a book you've read before, because you're reading it mostly to feel better for comfort. I don't know if I'm, if I'm the only person in the audience who comfort reads, but, uh, but yeah, um, rereading a book from cover to cover is, it's actually a lot of fun, but I, you, but I very rarely have time to do it. I did that one of the, that was one of the things I did while I was sick. I had three days where I had to, that I had to kill. And I did that by doing most of the things on this list. Number eight, write something. Uh, write a short story. If you're writing a book, write portions of your book. Don't reread what you wrote until later, because it probably wasn't as good, especially if you were running a fever. Um, <laughs> but <clears throat> writing takes almost no physical energy especially like all all you have to do to be all you have to be able to do to write is be able to sit upright which can be sometimes taxing depending on how much energy you have and move your fingers over a keyboard and that's all you have to be able to do man i love how clacky my keyboard is but um you can and aside from that you have to be able to think So for creative types, sickness is not necessarily downtime, which is useful because you need to, because you should always be creating. So that's my number eight. Right. Number seven is not being creative. Number seven is play a video game. But don't just play a video game. Play a big game. Play an RPG. Play a JRPG. And play the whole dang thing. Sit down and start at level one where you're fighting rats. And go all the way to level 100 when you're killing God. And do it in few sittings. I mean, one sitting you might not be able to do unless you're really sick out and out for multiple days. Because that's still, you know, that's... a 50, 60 hours of, of investment, but that, uh, I didn't do that, this particular illness. I didn't sit down and play a massive game from start to finish. Um, but that was because I had other things to do, such as number six, watching the price is right. The price is right. Is the best is one of the best shows on TV. And no one, who, and and no one who is employed, or, uh, <laughs> or 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 in school, gets a chance to watch it unless they're sick, because it's on at like one in the afternoon, like noon to two or something along those lines. And I don't know what it is about The Price Is Right, but it's just amazingly fun to watch. And I, I don't know, like when I, when I first suggested this list, Mike texted me and said, I, I hope that watching the price is right is on that list. And I was like, of course it's on the list because it's the first thing that a lot of people think of too, to do when you're sick. Cause it takes two hours and it's entertaining and people get new cars. There's like three new cars an episode, which is great. Um, Fun story: A friend of mine, Jacob Baker, was actually on The prices Is Right, and won a new car. Um, with the added bit of irony that he actually won a car that he had bought about three weeks earlier. Um, same make, same model, most of the same amenities, and he was supposed to guess the pro- the, the the sticker price on it. And he was and. He said when he told people after, uh, after he got back um, and after he was allowed to tell people that he was on The Price is Right. So, oh, a uh, little, in- little interesting little Easter egg. The Price is Right is taped months in advance. And if you're on the show and you win something, you're not allowed to tell people until after the episode airs or, like, within a couple, three days of the episode airing. Same with most game shows, like Jeopardy! and things along those lines. I've still never quite managed to be on Jeopardy! But even after I do finally get to be on that show, I won't be able to tell people for, like, a month. I won't be able to tell people how I did, because that ruins the surprise. Same with The Price is Right. Jacob was on it in, like, January, and we didn't get to find out until April... Um, but he had just recently bought a car and he had to guess the sticker value of the same car. So he did and won it. And so he essentially just used that as a way to he, he, instead of taking the car, he took the cash value of the car because he can actually take the cash value of the items that you win and he used that to pay off his car free and clear. And it was like, haha, now I, uh, I really want a free ca- a new car. Um, and it's fun to watch people, you know, screw people over by, you know, bidding just $1 more than the next, than the last person, because that's a big screw you. And you, and, and you know that the person who's sitting there is like, really, really? I just hate you. Cause it's always the last, it's always the, the last person and the second to last person. Last person says, I'm sorry, what was that last bid? Uh, $1,200. I'm going to bid $1,201, Drew. And just death glares from the person third. from Because, you know. And, and invariably, they, they usually win. And, but yeah, the price is right. I don't know what it, what it is about that show. It's just a lot of fun to watch. Number five. Troll video games that are online. I am mean, not troll. Troll like your your objective isn't necessarily to piss everyone off, but you definitely. But but I'm definitely talking about playing competitive online games and playing them very badly because you're sick and your reaction times are re- are reduced and you don't think very clearly. Like you, you're you're playing League of Legends and you're uh, and you're going down river and like you just. You just watch someone take scuttle crab, or um, or you know you don't ping, or or you playing Counter Strike, and you I don't know you go you go Leroy Jenkinsing in with an AK forty seven, or you know whatever other online video game that people play competitively that I don't have as much a frame of reference for because the main online video games I played competitively are League of Legends and Counter Strike. But, um, the thing is, what's really great about it is, especially if you're actually pretty good, you can play in such a way that people can tell that you're pretty good, but yet you are playing very badly right now, and it frustrates people, and it's very trollerific, and it's maybe mean. You definitely don't want to play ranked while you're sick, because that's just a douche move. But it's a lot of fun just to be like, "Ah, I'm sick, and mute everybody, or don't mute everybody, but definitely don't respond to anyone while they yell and rage at you. And Yeah, it's about the only time that I support trolling behavior. Number four, catch up on your podcasts. Not just saying this because, hey, I run a podcast and we have a large backlog of episodes. We, I mean, we've only been around for about three years or something along the, along those lines with weekly episodes up until this year when we got a little bit off track and we're hoping to try and get back on track. But that's beside the point. Uh, <laughs> but, like, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh, my brother has a podcast, Technical Difficulties Pod, which I don't listen to nearly as much as I should. Uh, my friend uh, Caleb has a, has a podcast, The Mix Six. Um, my friend Ross has a podcast role playing public radio, and I don't listen to them nearly as much as I should because I don't take the time to, however, when I'm sick, I've got time so I can catch up on a lot of content, um, and listen to things and catch up. And that's, uh, you know, it's, it's good, like views and listens and reviews and things along those lines Actually, consuming time um, in their analytics also helps to. uh, I that that helps the creative that helps creative people because a lot a lot of times uh, we're relying on this at least to a certain extent for money or we're trying to get to the point where we can, and having more listens and having more numbers helps to help us secure brand deals or, uh, or advertising spots and helps us to, you know, you hear something that you think is really cool and that makes you more likely to share it with a friend and things along those lines. There is definite advantage to actually taking the time to just listen to new podcasts. So do that when you're sick, you have nothing but time. That's the, that, that's the general thing. Every time, anytime you're sick, you have so much time to do anything you want other than, you know, be well. Which leads into the final three things, which are all kind of connected. Number three is be generally miserable. Um, I'm a weird sort of person. I have a weird sort of outlook on life. But one thing is certain. I am always a million times happier after I get done being sick than I am before I was sick. The reason for that is because I've had a nice low point in my life where I've had a chance to feel like I was dying and be unhappy and Want to just, you know, s- cry. And then I'm better. And my better is usually about the same point, uh, you know, energetically, physically, as it was before I got sick. But because I experienced that low point, I am more able to uh, enjoy and appreciate um, the high points that I'm at, which is nice. Number two is... And number two and number one are important, are, 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 are interconnected. Number one, the main, the best thing that you can do while you are sick is sleep. I agree... With uh, with Heinlein in his saying that the secret to happiness is getting enough sleep. So the fact of the matter is you're sick. You need to rest more because that's how your body recovers. And two, you get to sleep as much as you like and no one can judge you for it. You get to be like, hey, I'm sorry, I'm sick, I'm going to bed at nine in the morning and you can sleep the whole day and no one will be like you're wasting the day no people will be like man you want to get better fast and that is that is great that is just fantastic the fact that you get to sleep until you don't feel like sleeping anymore. Now obviously, eventually you're like, I've just I've done nothing but sleep. I want to do something. And that's when you can go back to, to the other to the other, you know, items on, on this top ten. But sleeping is something that you get to do with no interruptions. Unless you're a parent who has to take care of kids, it sucks when you're a parent. And you have to take care of kids. I'm glad I'm never going to be a parent who has to take care of kids while he's sick. Um, at least probably won't won't be unless I decide to adopt something, someone, a person, adoption. Those are words. In any case, um, I very I am very unlikely to ever be someone who is going to have some, someone else responsible for them while I'm sick. Or someone else that they are responsible for, I should say, while, I, while I'm sick. I feel for anyone who does, because then they don't get to be sick. They have to be very tired mom or dad. And that's just not cool. Hopefully you have a significant other... Uh, Spouse, uh, live-in boyfriend or girlfriend or what have you That can help to pick up the slack there Um, Because you deserve rest Because that's the only way you can get better But if you can Sleeping as much as possible Is the best thing you can do while you're sick Now, the astute of you Will notice that I skipped number two That's because number two is something you do while you are sleeping. Or at least it's something that I do while I'm sleeping. And that is have crazy messed up fever dreams. Um, Where just like the most bizarre, crazy things go past your mind. I have ideas for five or six different books. Every single one of them, I have gotten from remembering a dream that I had, and three of them I have gotten from dreams while I was sick, including the main book that I am writing right now, *Hedge Mage*. Um, it is. I I keep I I, I keep a piece of paper and pen, a little notebook, right next to my bedside table, so that. If I wake up in the middle of the night saying, what the hell was that? I can write it down. Because I've had a number of really interesting ideas. Some of them are somewhat derivative, I'll admit. Some of them are not. Um, But fever dreams are kind of the best. Because they make even less sense than normal dreams. But often... Because you're only half asleep because you're running a fever and you're really sick, they're more vivid and you can remember them better. Which, in my opinion, is a plus because they make for interesting stories. So, the number two is have crazy ideas run through your semi-subconscious sleeping mind because you're sick and your brain is melting Which sounds horrible, I know But You can have some of the best ideas you can have While you're sick Or, while you, or in the wee hours of the morning And I firmly believe that We hope to be back with a regular episode again next week Um, we're trying to iron out more scheduling problems. I think this is one of the last Saturdays where I'm out of town, um, for a while, at least so that we'll have more, um, more recording, have our, uh, our second full year anniversary slash, well, you know, we, we, we came into existence two years ago. Um, in, we came into existence in August of 2016, so we need to do a retrospective, I think, for two years looking back, but we'll look forward to that here soonish, and we have some other ideas for episodes that are coming down the pipe that uh, I look forward to sharing with you all. In the meantime, I have been Neil, this has been a Top 10 from Geek Fanthology, Working Theory Productions, and we will talk to you again, later. This podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions. It was brought to you by a letter and a number. Opening theme is Ultra Mega Hyperstorm. and ending theme is March of the Mind, both by Kevin MacLeod. If you enjoyed this podcast or know someone who would, please consider sharing it on your social media, sending us an email or leaving us a comment. We read all of them. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting us, either by donating at our website or on Patreon at patreon.com slash workingtheory. A final thought. We are pre-recording this outro for use in emergencies if Neil cannot record the outro. As such, we are being vague. We hope you... uh, will I don't know, I can't even think of how to say this. That's how unscripted and unplanned this is, and hopefully you'll never hear it again. Bye.